When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, get out the fine china. It's Friday night. Here's what's going on in the NHL. Lightning lead the Blue Jackets 3-2. That is after the first period. Also after one, no score between the Canadians and the Red Wings. Shots on goal, 25-10 for Detroit in one period. No scoring. Rangers and Jets about to face off a little bit later on. It's the Hurricanes up against the Sharks. Baseball playoffs today. Dodgers and Padres get going in about half an hour. Game three of that series tied 1-1 in 10 innings. Cleveland getting by the Yankees 4-2. That series is tied 1-1. The Phillies hammer the Braves today 9-1. Phillies go up 2-1 in that best of five. Friday night football in the CFL. Three and a half minutes left in the first half. It is Ottawa 21, Montreal 17. Later on tonight, Hamilton at Calgary. Tomorrow, Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Games at 5, Elks home to the Argos. It's on Kiss and Country 103.9. Countdown to kickoff will start at 3.30. It's a doubleheader tomorrow at Commonwealth Stadium. Golden Bears and Dinos will kick off at noon. On 6.30, Chet tomorrow night. 6.30 for the face-off show. Game at 8, Oilers against the Flames. The only battle of Alberta that will be contested at Rogers Place this regular season. Maybe they'll meet again in the playoffs like they did last year. WHL tonight, Oil Kings at Seattle. End of that long road trip for uh, the Oil Kings. Just one win on the season so far for them. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. I am also pleased to tell you in about half an hour, coming out of the 6.30 news, we will welcome Luke Gazdick to Inside Sports as a regular contributor. Of course, Luke now doing some work with Sportsnet, a former member of the Edmonton Oilers. He is presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Going to get some great stories and perspective from Luke every second week here on 630 Chet. That's a lot of fun. Hope your weekend is off to a great start. Yeah, Battle of Alberta tomorrow. I know this has been talked about uh well we talked about it when the schedule came out it's been mentioned before i still uh stumble across the odd person who is just discovering it what this they only play each other three times yes i'm sorry i'm I, well i don't know why i'm apologizing it's not my my doing i'll apologize on behalf of the nhl and the scheduling rotation you play everybody in your division four times except for uh, another team or two and uh, this year, that's Calgary and Edmonton who don't play each other. I think that that should be overlooked, and you should always make sure you play your rival four times in a season, two home, two away, but it's not happening. So the Oilers host Calgary tomorrow. They play in Calgary 
two weeks from tomorrow, and then they're going to play in Calgary in December, and that'll be it for regular season meetings. Now, we, we would all love if they played in the playoffs again. Well, maybe the Flames wouldn't, because in the whole history of the uh, showdown, the Flames have only beat them in one series. Anyway, uh, December 27th is uh, when the Oilers are going to play in Calgary, and that'll be it. So, uh, you know, we'll see how they do, where they finish, who they play. But, uh, yes, in terms of playing at Rogers Place, it is tomorrow night, and that's it for the regular season. All right. Well, in terms of facing the Flames, here are some thoughts from some members of the Oilers. They're in the forming stage of their their early part of their year and, and what their team's going to look like and what their playing personality is going to look like with their new pieces. We're a different team, too. Um, you know, we've added some pieces that we feel are important for our, our success. So I think that plays itself out, and I don't think it's something static. It might start one way and then... You learn and you make adjustments as you go on. Obviously, uh, you know, they had a good game uh, yesterday, taking advantage of Colorado, who played the night before. They really well coached, and, uh, you know, they stick to their structure and their system, and then they have guys who can who can make plays. So uh, they're a really good team, and uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us. We're excited, and uh, anytime it's a battle of Alberta Saturday night, everybody gets excited, so it's going to be awesome. McDavid created a turnover for a dry side inside. McDavid, his shot scores! Connor McDavid has won the battle of Alberta for Edmonton! Five, four, in... It was, uh, you know, fun to be a part of that series and, and uh, obviously fun to win it. And, you know, anytime there's an overtime goal in the playoffs, uh, especially a series connection one, it's always, it's always fun. So, um, I shouldn't say it's always fun. I've never really done it before, so it was my first <laughs> time. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was definitely a goal I'll never forget. Uh, a little bit of levity there for McDavid. It's always fun to win a playoff series in overtime. Well, uh, I guess. I'd never done it before. I, I think he could make that assumption that it's always fun to win a playoff series in overtime. So the Oilers ready for the Flames tomorrow night, who did beat Colorado last night. So they are also 1-0. and And uh, both teams with a ton of home games to start the season. Game two of a six-game homestand for the Oilers. And this is the only game in their first 10 that the Flames are going to play on the road. And like I said, they'll host uh, Edmonton two weeks from tomorrow. So a lot of hype around the Battle of Alberta this year. It's always exciting. It's always pointed out. It always leads to a lot of storytelling. But as we talked about leading up to last year, most of those stories went back to the 80s and the early 90s. Sure, there were some memorable games and moments along the way in that 30-year, 31-year uh, gap between playoff meetings, but it's the playoff moments that really stand out. Now, there have been some great regular season games. The goalie fight game from uh, what are we up to now about two and a half years ago from February 2020 that's one that uh, stands out for a lot of reasons when Mike Smith and Cam Talbot squared off at center ice but uh, if if there is going to be a, another golden age of the BOA it'll be built around playoff meetings not really good regular season games I, that that's what I believe I, I mean if they can play in the playoffs you know whatever four times in eight years five times in 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 well, whatever. I just think there has to be sort of a grouping that's maybe about half the time over a decade. They're in the same division, but with more teams on the wildcard position, it's not as it's not going to be as common for them to play each other like they did in the old Smythe division days. I would think 
but still possible. And I, and I think if we get, you know, with McDavid and Drysaddle really going into the hearts of their careers and uh, Calgary still, you know, but now they got Huberdo and, and they, they, they got Uyghur and they got some other really good players still on the roster, even though they made some changes, you know, could we be in for, even if, you know, it's three times in five years, four and seven years, another era that's going to be truly remembered. And Luke Gazdick's coming up, like I mentioned, I, I want to ask him, what it was like to be part of battles of Alberta in years in which one or both teams weren't doing well, because that was the story some years, you know what Pat Steinberg and I from, uh, he's from sports at nine in Calgary. We, uh, we ripped off one of my listeners a few years ago and said, it's the, sometimes it was the pillow fight of Alberta. Even if the games were close, it was two teams competing for, you know, not to be last. One team was 24th. One team was 30th, whatever it was sometimes. Um, so, you know, more meaningful games, but I want to ask Luke, what was it like to be in the BOA that really wasn't the BOA that was always greatly overshadowed by the games of the past? You know, did you want to get back to that? Were you sick of hearing about it? Uh, did you not want to have to talk about trying to live up to it or hearing these memories from old guys like me? So I'll ask Luke that as we move along tonight, but it's, uh, I, I think it's a promising time. I, I do think these will be the top two teams in the division. And I think, you know, if they played in the second round again, that would be pretty incredible. I know it's a long way away, but I do think they're both going to be very good teams. All right. If you want to check in tonight, I'm happy to hear from you. We had some uh, awesome audience participation on the, sh on the show yesterday. 780-496-0063. It is the hotline presented by CertainTeed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the program inside sports at 630Ched.com. Why are the Oilers 1-0? Well, goaltending, a big reason. Jack Campbell was brilliant against the Canucks. And, of course, the power play came through with three goals, including an absolute beauty. Dry subtle Nugent Hopkins and Barry. And the faceoff one back to Tyson Barry. Nugent Hopkins left circle. Side of the net, inside, backdoor score. What a play. One touch, and it's finished by the captain. You know, that's a that's a play that we kind of look for. Leo into the middle, and sometimes Leo shoots it, sometimes he slides it over. So um, it looks looks pretty good when, when he slides it over, but you know, he's he scored lots of goals and he can certainly score from there too. So um, it's definitely a dangerous little play. I think it was just a just clean by everybody touched it right it was one of those where just uh it's kind of tic-tac-toe times five players so it worked out well sometimes it doesn't go perfectly sometimes it sometimes it does um you know but when you got good players on the ice we know where each other are going to be so those things can happen i've had the fortune of watching them uh, do that for a while it's been uh, one of the best power plays in the league uh, over the last number of years and um, you know to execute at that level and score a big goal at that time in the game I thought it really got us back on track and it's a credit to uh, the players that go out there and execute it they I think all five guys touched the puck on that play the Oilers power play has been historically good and as a matter of fact we're going to find out over the course of this regular season if uh, if they can make it even more historic Here's an interesting stat, and there have been teams that have had good power plays for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, but getting over 25% for on your power play for an entire season is quite rare, and it's extremely rare to do it in consecutive seasons. So here's the deal. 
only five times in the history of the NHL. And of course, they didn't start really keeping the power play stats until 1977. So maybe some mighty Montreal team of the 1950s or something did this. But, you know, since 1977, only five times has a team gone 25% or more on the power play in three consecutive seasons or more. The current edition of the Oilers are at three consecutive seasons. In 2019-20, it was 29.5%. In the pandemic-shortened 56-game season, it was 27.6%. Last year, 26%. The Canadians of the uh, late 70s had three straight. The Islanders from 80 to 83 had three straight. Calgary had four straight from 86 to 90. And the Oilers of the 80s from 81 to 86 were over 25% five years in a row. So if the Oilers are over 25% this season, and I think they will be, I was the guy for a couple of years saying that they could have a 30% season. I've backed off on that, even though they did get kind of close a couple of times. Uh, If the Oilers are over 25% this season, then they're in even more elite company than they already are. They would be just one of three teams to have done it four years in a row. So anyway, it's another thing to to file away as you're keeping the Oilers power play stats for this season. Okay. Uh, Happy to hear from you, of course. Like I said, 780-496-0063. Luke Gazdick is coming up after the 630 News. Quick timeout inside sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. I want to remind you, we're looking for the biggest Oilers fans out there. If you or someone you know is loyal to the oil, submit a nomination on our Loyal to the Oil contest on 630chet.com. Five people going to get a pairs of tickets to a suite on November 28th when the Oilers take on the Panthers. The winners are going to get a pregame behind-the-scenes tour of Rogers Place and a post-game skate right on the ice. you got to register. you got to nominate somebody by October 27th. Now, this week, when you submit a nomination for our Loyal to the Oil contest, you'll also be entered to win a pair of tickets to the Oilers game on October 22nd. So uh, you got to get that in a little sooner. Tune into 6.30 Ched mornings on Friday, and uh, we'll have uh, that winner of the Loyal to the Oil bonus prize. So, But the, uh, the grand prize is going to be for five people, and it's for the game on November 28th. I know a lot of you probably fit the bill as a big Oilers fan. So uh, jump in there, nominate somebody for our Loyal to the Oil contest. Okay, 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do you have? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hey, Reed. Sorry about that. Uh, we got a bunch See, of texts you, coming you're in. Gonna leave, you're trying to leave early again. <laughs> trying and to clock out again. You. You're like, maybe I can just sneak out. He won't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, my browser was trying to leave early again here, and I wasn't able to read all the text, and now I That's have it okay. up, so I can't. So, uh, we've got one from JP. Says he's going to the Elks and the Oilers game tomorrow, it appears. Can't wait to call in after an Oilers win. Oh, so, my JP's confidence. Not, we have not heard from JP uh, this season. He is uh, always a passionate and sometimes entertaining caller. Probably one of the most memorable open line calls I've ever had in my time as a talk show host was JP last season. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think you were working, Kellen. Mm-hmm. After the Oilers lost game one to the LA Kings, he called in after, and I, I won't try to do his very uh, unique accent, but said that the Oilers would win game two, six, nothing, which yes. of course made Rob and I chuckle a little bit oh that overconfident jp what a silly boy but what happened how many bottles of wine has he had tonight how many bottles of wine and or what does he drink is it whiskey or some sort of scotch i think sometimes he has whiskey um he, he might you know double header tomorrow that's time for anyway i digress uh it's a fun course, saturday the, the score in that game turned out to be six nothing or this over the Kings. so yeah, jp with one of the boldest and most accurate predictions I, I'm comfortable saying in the history of the universe. All right, what else do we have, Kelly? Good work, JP. Yeah, there we go. We got uh, a unknown text that came in and said, Evan Bouchard and turnovers, are you guys ever going to acknowledge he's a turnover machine? 97 last year where 78% ended up a goal against. He had four last game. That's from an unknown uh, text. Uh, well, I thought Bouchard did struggle last game. Uh, I thought uh, he was with Murray most of the game. I thought Murray had to bail him out a few times. Uh, I thought that it wasn't a great game for a lot of Oilers players, especially through 40 minutes. Uh, look, I, 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 I actually think usually Bouchard with the puck on his stick is pretty good. Um, he didn't have a great game there. I, I think with Bouchard, what we're still seeing how he can develop in this area is uh, physicality and standing up to the forecheck. And if he can become a maybe a little more physical himself, I don't know if that's necessarily, I mean, I think you have to have that in your personality to some extent, but I also think you have to adapt once you become an NHL player. Uh, I, I agree. He didn't have a great game on, on, uh, on when was that Wednesday night, especially through the first 40 minutes. I do think that that a, a lot of players fell into that category, unfortunately, which is why the orders were quite poor five on five for most of the night. But you, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not as concerned about Bouchard with the puck on his stick. It's it's maybe when he gets into the more rugged areas of, def- of defending that I think he's still looking to develop. Having said that, I think he's a pretty good player. I think he'll be a pretty good power play player, and uh, I think still pretty early in his career. So that's what I would say to that. There we go. And we got one more in from Richard. He says, that's really cool. I've always wanted to go to a football game and the Oilers game in the same day from Richard. Now, my question, this could go out to Richard and to anybody that has done this in the past. What jerseys do you bring? Like, do you bring an Elks jersey and then after the Elks game on the LRT ride, just change it to your Oilers jersey well, really quickly question. or what? You know, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what people do. Or you just wear something generic. I'm not sure. Uh, Oilers lines today, and of course the lines are always in flux, but here's how they lined up at practice. McDavid was between Hyman and Pugliarvi. Dreisaitl with Kane and Yamamoto. Nugent Hopkins with Holloway and Fogel. And McLeod with Malone and Ryan. So Jay Woodcroft was non-committal when I asked him today about uh, Fogel and Yamamoto. But given that alignment today... 
I would say quite likely they both play tomorrow after missing the game on Wednesday. Philip Broberg has been sent down. Or pardon me, Philip Broberg has been called up. Devin Shore has been sent down. So maybe 11 and 7 tomorrow. I could see, you know, maybe Yamamoto and Fogel play. Malone is scratched and Broberg comes in as a seventh defenseman. But uh, we'll find out more at the morning skate tomorrow. Luke Gazdick when we get back to Inside Sports.